Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. As I spoke to you guys on Sunday, and I let you know that I felt instructed that I needed to continue on the theme or the subject of spirit, soul, and body. And so what I wanted to do was to focus and show you that God had provided healing for spirit, soul, and body. And uh, once we finish this, um, hopefully this is it after we, we finish this particular series. And again, I don't know how many of um, of this podcast, of the Morning Rants and, and podcast will go into it, but I will be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and uh, continue our teaching. So let's take a look as we have been studying about the spirit of mankind, and we talked that the spirit is um, consists is three parts, just like the soul, and it is consists of a couple of things. And we're going to go into that in a little while as to what it consists of: um, the conscience, uh, fellowship, and the intuition. And we'll break each one of those down. But the word is um, uh, numa spirit. That's who we are. That's what God uh, imparted to us. And as a part of his imparting this to us, his spirit, he created a gift. And that gift is you and I. That gift, if you will, is the soul. Each one of us have an individual soul. The spirit is his. The, um, the body and soul is ours. So, and we saw that in Genesis chapter 2, 7, that it talks about this. Um, it tells us that he formed the side of three parts, the dust, which is the ground. And then he breathed life, which is our spirit. And when that life, that spirit hit into that body, that individual, Adam, became a living or a speaking soul. So it showed us that man is spirit, soul, and body. And it tells us that in Proverbs 20, I think 20 verses 27, that the spirit of man is the lamp um, uh, that searches the inward parts of the man, if you will. So the spirit we see, as we saw in our original study, that the spirit of the man is a conduit by which God uh, communicates with us. And so we know that he formed us. He formed the give us the spirit in Zechariah 12. Tells us that. You know, and um, it shows in Zechariah 12, one also shows how important 
the spirit of man is in God's eyes. God ranked our the spirit um, as his creation in heaven and earth. If you read the scripture, you will see what it says. You know, um, thus declare Jehovah, who stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth. That's some good stuff right there. And formed the spirit of man within him. So we know that this uh, man, that who we are, we have the spirit. And we focus on some of that when we uh, when we first started studying the spirit of man. And we know that Jesus uh, mentioned some things about the spirit of man that uh, would happen when, uh, you know, when we become born again and so forth. And so we're going to look into all of these things. This might take us to a podcast or whatever, just to uh, verify and make sure that we get everything right. And we know we started this whole series on First Thessalonians 5.23. It says, And the God of peace himself sanctify you holy, and you and may your spirit and your soul and your body be preserved completely without blame. So um, we see that uh, it's possible that uh, spirit, soul, and body and, and can be presented without blame for our Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is done by how we live and how we allow the word of God, because we also looked and we saw that according to Romans, not Romans, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12, that for the word of God is living, it's an operative and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing of the soul and the spirit. So we know it defines it because it speaks to each individual aspect of the man. We know then that, um, uh, I think it was Romans 1, 9, it says, For God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit, in the gospel of his Son, having unceasingly, I made mention to you always in your prayer, and that is where Brother Paul talking about serving God in spirit. The Bible tells us that we worship him in spirit and in truth, and we know that truth from our study, which we looked at a few days ago, is the word of God. So we are now going to take this journey and continue looking at um, the spirit and why it needs to be healed. And then we look at the soul, that the soul needs to be healed. And many of you today are in some kind of sickness. Your body needs a healer as well. And we're going to look into the Word and see how to, how do you get it. I mean, it's very important. Um, we saw the woman with the issue of blood, that her faith was in the world system, the hospital system of her time. And so your faith might be in, in the healthcare system of, of today. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, because God did give them wisdom and understanding and so forth about the body and, and how the house works. So let's take a look as to why does the spirit of man needs to be healed. Okay? Let's take a look. Let's, let me take you to a story. There's this story in Genesis chapter 1 that talks about, uh, not, not one thing is that chapter 2, um, that talks about this man that God wants to create and, he, and when he created this man. So we're seeing that, how he was put together. And so God comes to this man and uh, he said, let us make men in our image. And so after he finished calling all those things that are not and creating the earth, let there be and all this type of stuff, it says that he made this body, this form by which he's now going to give him permission to access all of this creation. So the Bible says that um, the mud is forming to the body with the nostril and all that stuff. And the Holy Spirit comes and kisses this um, this uh, model, okay? And that model, that body, 
what the Holy Spirit did was release the spirit of uh, a spirit within that being, and that being became a living or a speaking soul. So, the gift that we have from God is that we became a speaking soul. The spirit is his that was released into us. That's pretty simple. So, we know that he comes up to this man and says, Hey, guy, there's a couple of trees within this garden that I have. And one is the tree of good and evil, the one, the tree of life. And there are other trees out there that you can have and uh, partake of. But this particular one right here, that if you touch this one, you're going to die. And so, when he says you're going to die, what does that mean? It means that your spirit, your soul, and your body dead. So, we see that uh, there's this other tree, that's the tree of life, okay? So, if he had, according to the teachings of the Bible, if that man had uh, partake of the tree of life, the state that he was in would have sealed that state. He would have been uh, eternal, if you will. No sickness, no disease, and so forth. But the enemy uh, had other plans, came and uh, through deception deceived the woman, but the man was not deceived. He went willingly. So, when he ate any particular tree of knowledge of good and evil, he created a new state. And that state that he created, the Bible says, sin entered in. So, he created a new state. How did he create this new state? By disobedience. And so, the scripture tells us in uh, Romans that through disobedience, sin entered in. And through obedience, grace came in. And so, we have these two gentlemen. One is the, the two Adams, if you will. One is by disobedience, he created a state. The other by obedience created a state. So, that spirit man died. So, when Adam sinned, he was no longer connected. The conduit by which he would have access to God Almighty shut off. That spirit just destroyed. And so, we see then that man outside of Jesus Christ is hopeless. They can never connect to God Almighty because he was the one that made it afforded us the opportunity by giving us that spirit, that conduit by which we can communicate with him. And because of our disobedience, that communication was cut off, spirit of man died. And so, the soul of man died, the body of man died. And so, we see that this spirit, the Bible tells in Proverbs 20 verses 27, was the lamp by which Jehovah God, okay, uh, searches our innermost parts. This is how he has access to our soul, is through the spirit of the man. And it tells us that in Proverbs chapter 20, 20 verse uh, 20, 27. And it also tells us that um, how important this spirit of man was. And it tells us that in Zechariah 12, Thus declared Jehovah, who stretched forth the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth and formed the spirit of man. So, we are up there with the foundation of the earth and the heavens and so forth. That's how important it is. Zacharias says that um, God loves us and that's where he has us up there, the spirit. And so, we saw that Brother Paul mentioned, he says, I serve God with my spirit. And we also see Jesus says that that which is born of flesh is flesh. That's what is born of spirit is spirit. So, 
of the man's spirit is sick. And the only way that he can fix that is through the way, plan that God has. And that is why I say to you guys about when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. No man. And so I need you guys to understand that. This is where he begins to educate Nicodemus. And he begins to expound the scriptures to him and explain to him why one must be born again. And I don't care however, and everybody, you know, they make it sound really nice. You know, know, there's a million ways to God. No, there is no million ways to God. There is one way to God. And he set it up because what is wrong with the man, spirit, so the spirit of the man is dead. And in order for that connection to take place, he has to be reconnected to God in order for him to become alive again. So there's no million ways that people keep saying because they want to make their conscience feel good. There is no million ways. This is the only way that one can have access to God. You guys have heard me say it a hundred times that I will stand on the mountaintop. No religion on this planet speaks to this condition of mankind. And that is why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. I mean, because no religion knows or addresses these things. And that is why it is every single religion on the planet outside of the way, as they were called back in the day, speaks to this um, condition of mankind. And so none of us can get to God when your spirit is dead, your conduit is dead. So it doesn't matter what you do with your soul, which a lot of people have done a lot uh, with their soul. They have no conduit to talk directly to the Father and uh, Jesus Christ unless one becomes born again. Because when one becomes born again, there's a change in your status, if you will. Your spirit man becomes new. And so we made a, a look, we took a look at this, at these two um, gentlemen that are called the first and the last Adam. And the first Adam became a living soul. And we saw that, that the gift that you and I received from God was that we gained our living soul. And the gift that Jesus Christ gave back to us is that he, we are getting back our restored spirit man. That's the difference. That's why Jesus said, you can't come to him unless you come through me. Because he is the one that is restoring that conduit by which we are now able to communicate with God. And now, when that relationship is reestablished through um, uh, becoming born again, let's take a look at John chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said you must be born again. What must be born again? 
your spirit. You must be born again in order for you to have access to him. You will not have access to God with works and through works. Because he said so. You look at Romans. Romans, Paul had to deal with that. That was one of the big issues back then about works and so forth. And the book of Romans dealt with that. You know, we cannot earn it. We have to enter by faith. You must be born again. So this is what I'm talking about when about the healing of the spirit. The spirit, the scripture says that, yes, I will bless the Lord um, and not forget the glorious things he has done for me. He forgave all of my sins. He healed me. All of it. The sins that took place in the part of my spirit, my soul, and my body. Because again, those that are not born again, according to the scriptures, you're dead. And God demonstrated his love to us that while we were dead in sin and trespass, Christ died for us. So when you become born again and you have that new spirit, the conscience, your fellowship, and your intuition gives you access to God. Now, you will have some of that from a dead spirit, but you're not going to be connecting to God. You know what I'm talking about? Because those that come to God has to come to Him holy. And so, you can't come to Him and become holy through religion. And let me show you this thing, because, you know, the, the Catholics took revelation that Peter got and, and started a whole church. And I want to clue you guys in to Christianity. Western Christianity is one of the biggest cults, starting from all the Catholics and um, Presbyterians and uh, Evangelicals. All of it is a big cult because they do not preach the gospel. They do not do anything that looks familiar to the Word of God. And so we're seeing what's happening to the cult because Paul said, Anything, any, anyone preach the gospel different than what we are preaching is a person. And so they have preached that Easter is a holiday. Easter is not. They celebrate Easter, they celebrate Christmas, they celebrate, those are all pagan holidays. Western Christianity is a pagan religion. And if you look at what they believe and what they teach, paganism it is not what Jesus Christ teaches. So let's take a look at this uh, situation because we're looking at these thing, and I mentioned that we're looking at healing for the uh, spirit, and you're going to look at healing for the soul and healing for the body, because it's important, because the Bible did teach us that the Word of God has the ability to speak to all three of us, all three compartments. And so, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. So, we know that He is the only one that can do it. Heal me, Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. He's the only one that can renew that spirit. Colossians says, this includes you who were once far off from God. We were once far off from God because our spirit had died. You were his enemies, separated from him by evil thoughts and actions. Our hearts, because what are we, if our spirit is dead, what, what is alive, what is... Who are we? We are souls. And so, our souls, our thoughts and actions, you know, we were separated. You know, he has reconciled you and me to himself through the death of Jesus Christ in his physical body. 
As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So all of those things, the Bible says, Behold, all things have passed with you. All things are new. Your spirit man is born again. And God says, Behold, I will bring help in and healing, and I will heal them that reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. So God wants to heal our spirit, and how he can heal it is giving us a new man. And so, a new spirit, if you will. And what did that spirit look like that he had given to us? Second Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's what the born-again spirit looks like. That old guy, you have a new one, you're healed. And the Bible tells us that, and we read earlier, that the, the human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on the animal's being. So that spirit that is inside of you now give God's access to sign some light into your soul so that you can begin to start programming yourself, reprogramming yourself. And God begins to heal and begin the process of restoring the soul, as the scripture says, through the word of God. So this is what happens. But I will restore your health and heal your wounds, spiritual wounds, soul wounds, physical wounds. And again, we saw the power of this, the word of God, what it's capable of. And you and I, as we saw that Jesus makes the statement, and so now we understand this uh, this comment that he makes in John chapter 3, verses 5 to 8, a little more deeper, because we are understanding looking at man is a spirit, soul, and body. And so you must be born again means that your spirit must be born again. And as a result of becoming born again, John chapter 1, 12 says, but as many as received him, to them give he the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name, and who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but the will of God. So God willed it that this is how one becomes born, uh, uh, one spirit becomes healed and restored. So any other man coming up with a religion to try and do that is not fulfilling God's will. And so that's why I say to you, I don't care what religion you're outside of, the way. I don't call what we see here, as I mentioned to you, it's a pagan uh, false religion, and that's why you see it's behaving the way it is, because it's a pagan belief. And But the way, as it was, they were called in, um, uh, in, in, the, in the New Testament, before they were given that name, Christians in Antioch, uh, and then they polluted it, as we saw what happened with uh, Western Christianity. But the belief and the teaching of the way is that God is the one, God's will. No other religion can override God's will. I don't care what you do. It doesn't matter. You can sweat blood and you can work till your, your, your fingers drop off. You can bow. You can hail Mary. It doesn't make a difference. God's will supersedes every single religion. Romans 8. 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. 
you can only be led by the Spirit of God if your spirit is born again, because God will not speak to a dead spirit. And I know what to say, but so we know that this spirit that he has given to us is changed, and he's given us some insight as to what it looks like, you know. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And we know that he did not give us the spirit of fearfulness, but power, love, and self-control. So this is what it looks like being healed. The old one was dead. And that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. God can now speak to you. And in fact, he tells us that he says that now when one becomes born again, he says, come boldly before the throne of grace. Let me walk with me for a minute. And it says in, in Hebrews chapter 4, I believe, that, you know, God says, come, come boldly before the throne of grace, whereby you and I can obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Who's up there interceding on our behalf? Our high priest, according to the teaching of the way, we have a high priest in heaven, but here on earth, God calls you and I kings and priests. And he tells me that I come, for me to come boldly before the throne of grace, why do I need a, a pope? Why do I need a priest to intercede for me when he's telling me that the responsibility is for me to come boldly before him and to talk to him, to find grace and mercy and, uh, and all these things? It is my responsibility to go before the throne. Why? Because I'm not a slave anymore. I'm a son, man. I'm going before my father. And I'm going to talk to my father. You know, I'm not going in there as a slave. He said, come boldly. He says, you are the son of God. He says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Born out of the flesh. Born out of will of man, but the will of God. And if God, you are born by the will of God, why would you walk into the throne room? You have somebody else walking up there trying to talk to you, and God says, you come and talk to me, your own self. And so we, you guys put people in places that they don't belong, you know, you really do. For the Bible tells us, those are people that are lazy. They don't do any study. They don't, they don't, they just leave their own Christianity, their own belief in God to men. That's why they're led all over the place and toss back and forth the scripture says. So then when one becomes born again, okay, we've translated the scripture says, we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. Tells me I don't belong here, but I belong somewhere else. And so I have to store up treasures. I have to behave differently. Why? Because I have a, um, a part of me that is awakened and it looks like a, a, a powerful thing because he has meekness, he has all of these things. And so we are called to do that, you know. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you a slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption into sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are ears, ears of God. And I am a core heir with the Messiah. If indeed we have shared in His suffering in order that we may also share in His glory. You 
must be born again. What part of you must be born again? Your spirit, guys. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your old spirit, soul, and body be blameless. It is possible, but you must be born again. So all of those that are not born again, think about it. You're dead. Your soul is alive. You're dead, man. You cannot speak to God. You cannot have access to him. You, you don't have any condiment. You don't have any stuff that is alive that will have that conversation. Now, if you're desperate in your desperation, he says, come and I will he said, call on me. And so he's listening for that call. And when you call, you know, he says, I will listen and I will pay attention to you. And he will lead you into salvation because he has to restore your soul, your spirit, I mean. He has to save you. The reason why it's imperative that he save you is that he wants to have a communication with you. He wants to talk with you. And so you must be born again. It is the only way by which one spirit is healed. And when your spirit is healed, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. You will be able to speak to your father on a daily basis. You'll be able to walk in boldly before the throne of grace, walk out. Get your, your assignments for the day. Jesus told us how to pray, man. You know? And he, he topped it off with, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, God's will is that you must be born again. If God's will is that you must be born again, all these religions then has nothing to do with God. And until you guys realize that, you will always be separated from Him. So, for those who are listening to this and you, you've seen it, if you know, your spirit will pricked and uh, you, the revelation walked in and you understand, I must be born again. Um, just from your heart, because God is looking at you. You say to him, Father, I understand what you did through Jesus Christ, the death and the resurrection, all of those things in Jesus. I thank you for what you did for me and what you went through for me. I honor you. Father, you said in your word that if I believe and confess that my Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and that he rose again on the third day and he went to heaven that I will be born again and I make my confession and I believe in the name of your son what he has done for me. I believe in the power of his blood. I believe in the power of the resurrection. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you made me a promise, Jesus. You said that when you go, you will send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's assignment is to empower me with power and to assist me to understand my assignment, to re re uh, show me and reveal all truth and guide me in all truth. And I call on you, Holy Spirit to help me and guide me in the truth, that I may get to know Jesus at a deeper level, that I may get to know my Father at a deeper level, that I may get to know you, that I may be obedient to your prompting, because what you're going to be learning now, your spirit, is you got yourself the conscience, the fellowship for a relationship, and intuition. That's the part of the spirit that God will come speak through you and begin to communicate with you, change your life, guide you as you get into the Word of God, as I've said to you before, some of the things that begin to, the byproducts of studying the Word of God and meditating on it 
is wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight, revelation, all of these things. And remember that the spirit that you have is not a fearful one. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Remember, and the fruit of the spirit already is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no such law. God has given you that, and you are born again. And the Bible says you have been translated from the kingdom of God, and you have been placed into the kingdom of his dear son. And I want to encourage you guys to find a church that teaches the way. I know they're, they're out there, but pray and ask the Holy Spirit. They're out there. They're out there. Trust me. God said he always has a, rem- a remnant. The majority of them are is a cult. It's not what God teaches. So ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to one, and he will. And learn and study Jesus Christ. Study the Word. Meditate. Now you have to reprogram yourself because that old being had been programmed a certain way. So input yourself into the Word and you will see changes in your life. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.